You're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about a swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Swinging Down Under. This is a bonus episode, which means it doesn't really have a star date, does it, Daryl? Yes, it does. Oh, it does. So bonus episodes have a star date as well. Everything has a star date. Okay, what's today's star date? You have a star date. Uh, really? Yeah. Do you what's want to know what it is? Yeah, come on. Your star date is? Hi. 17. My star date 17? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what, I mean, it makes you illegal to drink in certain galaxies. From a far, far away distance. No, that's terrible. I mean, if you're going to use a quote, you've got to get it right. I was doing that on purpose. Were you? Yeah, trademark and all that. I don't believe you were. Tra- tra- trademark and all that sort oh, of jazz, gotcha. yeah. okay, okay. It's, it's like choose your own pathway, for example. Like just finding a way through stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So today... In book, in book or movie form. Exactly. Mm. Today's episode is a bonus episode. We actually recorded this... It depends this. how you feel about it, really. It could be a bonus or you could be like, oh, fuck, not another one. Not another one. <laughs> That's very true. Thank you very much, Daryl. No problem. We recorded this live today. So for the first time ever, we actually recorded our podcast live through our uh, podcast catcher app, and that was for our patrons to, well, to join really in. you're really getting into the detail of this one, aren't you? I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, can, I can hear that. I'm excited by the fact that we actually managed to record a podcast live. So it was a, I, I, I enjoyed the conversation. It was something that I was quite nervous and anxious to talk about. What about cramming things in your vagina? About huh? cramming things in my, my pussy. Daryl, do you want to talk to us about what this topic today, what, what are people going to hear on today's episode? They're going to hear about dirty, 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 dirty Kate online doing, fulfilling people's sexual fantasies. That's pretty much sums it up. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to add. Okay, so I'm getting the please add something or I'll kill you look. There is a few other things in there, like talking about the concerns about uh, potentially, you know, the stigmas, I suppose, that come along with being uh, a sex worker. You did it for a short period of time, dependent on people's definition, of course, of sex worker. But yeah, you, you just delve into what that means. And I try to get away from your scripted, you know, very, I'm going to say, regimented slash boring questions into something that people actually want to know about which is whether you're a pervert or not, and it appears that you are. Right. So today we get very personal, uh, kind of like always, but even more personal for me. And we do it's share... not personal for me at yeah, all. <laughs> we do share the fact that I have been dabbling in some sex, online sex work. I'm going to say dabbling because I'm still, I'm still new. I'm still learning the tools of the trade here. I'm not here. sure you... <laughs> God, there's so many puns that I'm just trying to work I know. past here. And, and we do we talk a little bit about my my concerns about it, you know, not just the stigma of uh, sex work in general, but my concerns about actually even sharing this with you guys right now listening and maybe the, the perception or the, the change in your thought of, of me as a person in the lifestyle community. And so whilst we do mention that in the podcast, of course, we have so much respect for people out there who are sex workers. And this is just my journey, of course, and, and me sharing some of my, my concerns, my barriers and, and my own upbringing so we hope you do enjoy this uh, episode of swinging down under really getting very very personal yes i've been doing some sex work sex work online i share what i'm earning i share everything basically but if you have any questions about this drop me an email on the website i'm happy to get back to you about how i went about it what i did what my pros are my cons are just let me know i'm happy to help you guys if you're starting in your journey as well cool so thanks very much for listening as always guys we hope that you enjoy this episode and we'll chat to you again soon ciao
Alright, g'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Swinging Down Under. Today's a little bit of a different episode. Why it's different is we're actually going live at the moment through through Podbean and through Patreon, so it's a little bit different in, the, in that people can, if they log in, hopefully interact with us. So we'll see if anybody actually joins the show, hey? We will. Well, they may, they may not. What are we talking about today though? It's This is a little bit personal. And I'm going to say a little bit juicy because I think that there is still a stig- definitely a stigma associated with this particular topic. And it's something that I am not sure how I feel about actually sharing with the world just yet, Daryl. Really? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, I've got to be honest. Probably shouldn't be then. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we do try to kind of keep it keep pretty honest and transparent here. So it's, it's, you know, it's something worth talking about. But what we are talking about is the fact that more recently I've been a sex worker. Have you just? Yeah. And what have you been doing? So I recently set up a Chatterbait channel and an OnlyFans account and started doing some kind of sex work type stuff. And <laughs> Sex work type stuff. Sex that's, work type that's stuff, That's what we're yeah. going to call it, is it? That's what we're going to call it, yeah. So that, okay. that's my juicy, my juicy update and, and information for everybody out there. So I have actually been going live and kind of exploring my sexuality and exploring the world of sex work, to be honest. And, you know, there is some debate out there as to the term sex work when it, when it relates to things like online performances as opposed to perhaps the traditional you know, um, physical aspects of, of sex work. I mean, what's your opinion on that, Daryl? Some people say that shadow baiting and virtual, you know, virtual um, play isn't actually sex work and some people say it absolutely is, you know, there's different levels of it. So I'm what's actually, your general opinion? I'm fairly confident that Daryl's opinion will only get him in trouble here so he might keep it to himself. Um, but there's not really any way you could go that would make that, um, make that a positive, I think, if I... If I said that I believe that it's not sex work, then I'm going to get beaten up. And if I say that I believe it is sex work, I'm probably still going to get beaten up. So I don't know that my opinion really matters on this because I don't spend enough time involved with sex workers, uh, whether it be on or offline, to really uh, have have an opinion that's valid, I think. I mean, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I don't know that it's – that I'm – the best person to ask, to be honest. I don't really spend a lot of time on any of these platforms, on or offline. That's actually true. So when you talk about being a sex sex worker and, you know, our interactions with it, I mean, prior to this particular instance, I mean, you hadn't really ever gone on those sites, right? Oh, that's not that's not a fair statement. I've okay, been t- on, tell me your experience on I've them. I've been on the sites. I've just not really taken, never really f- found them of any significant benefit to me. They're not online online or, or porn without somebody else around me who's interested in getting more physical is not really something that that floats my boat so I mean it's something that I'm I, I may have a look at every now and again and occasionally might use it as a masturbatory tool but it's pretty rare if I'm honest all right so let's kind of run through Daryl's going to ask me some questions about this as we're kind of rolling through and if you are listening on the live, of course, you can text us as well and ask any questions. So so Kate's given me some questions here, and I'm going to totally ignore them and just get on with what I think everybody actually wants to hear. So the first question, nice eye roll. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the, the first question is, um, how did you set this up? What was the technology, the setup, the tools and toys? So it is actually, I'm going to say it's quite difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's actually... Very tough to. Why would you lie? Why would I lie? I wouldn't yeah. lie. 
It is actually quite quite a difficult thing to set up all of this. Now, in terms of getting yourself ready, I mean, it's not just simple as getting a webcam and, and off you go. I mean, the actual Chatterbait platform uses uh, an OBS situation, which is where you kind of broadcast through that, through the Chatterbait system. And you also need to understand how to... What's s- OBS? OBS is uh, Open Broadcast Something Something, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And, uh, and so you need to understand how to set all of that up. And then the second part of that is if you are using things like interactive toys, you've then got to understand how to set those up and how to link it in. And on top of all of that, the Chatterbait system actually uses things like uh, bots and moderators and all these other fangdangle things that you also have to know what you've got to do because that's what everybody's using. So, I mean, you don't have to use those things, but certainly if everybody else out there in the market is using them and you're not, then you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage by not using them. So it's really quite confusing. So why do you need to use these bots and moderators? What what for the layman who hasn't been on the site before, what's what's the advantage of them? So what they do is basically have things where you have might have a tip menu. So say you, you're going to spank yourself for, I don't know, five Chatterbait coins and and it needs to roll through that. So people need, need to be able to say when somebody pays you those five coins, then that's when you do the action for it. That's basically the, the reason for it. Uh, the other things that it does is like do fancy things on the screen and say like join my only fans and kind of give you that sort of, I don't know, feel and look to it. How long were you? How long have you been on for now? So I started in early June and I was trying to go online for about two hours, uh, two, two to three times a week, two hours each time, each session. What have you actually done though? So what I've done is about 10 hours total across, across the month of June. Okay. And the reason for that is uh, I stopped there. I go, I go like, yeah, gung-ho, like, yep, I'm going to do it. And I had my little sh- schedule sort of sorted out. And then in the end I was like, this is – this is really tough and I'm not making much money and it's a bit of a waste of my time and you get really disheartened. And I don't think that I went online for about two weeks there for a period of time and then I kind of got back into it and like, hey, let's shake it up again and try to figure out how to make this thing work and build a community and everything well, that else. that was because of me really, wasn't it? So let's share some share some insight into what happened here that stopped you from being on there for two weeks. What's What's the reason behind that? Uh, well, one of the one of the reasons was I, I did get really disheartened by not earning any money. Um, it is quite a lot of your time to not only get ready for the actual go live, you know, the chatterbait actual session, but you know, with your makeup and your hair and the blah 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 and shaving your armpits, to go and spend all of that time and then sit in front of a camera and get quite bored and not have any interaction or any kind of community interaction. It, it is it is boring and it's disheartening. Now. On my second or third day, I did start earning, you know, money, and I'm going to use that term pretty lightly because it is. I didn't earn a lot of money, but um, you know, I started interacting with a with a user who was paying me, and I'd come off and I'd go, "Hey, you know, I just earned like fifteen or twenty bucks, and I feel good about it." And um, I asked you a number of times if that was you, and you flat out said no. And that went on for a couple of days there, and then in the end, our credit card statement came through, and I realised that in fact it was you. And so that was a little bit disheartening because then I realized that all of that money that I had, you know, earned wasn't real and it was just, you know, my husband. Why is it not real if it's coming from me? What's so disappointing about your husband actually being interested in what you're doing and and paying for the privilege to watch you do what you're doing? Because, I tell you what, because of the fact that you spent you spent like two hundred or two hundred fifty dollars because it is in US money. So you spent about two to two hundred fifty dollars, and I made I think forty dollars out of you or fifty dollars out of you. So after you convert that back over, and then Chatterbait takes their amount of money and everything else, it was just it was disheartening. So the next question is though, would you do those things for me if I paid you fifty dollars to do them here on the on on the bed for me? I mean, can you give me two hundred dollars? What you actually spent? Well, yeah. Would you do that though? <laughs> 
Yeah, I would. Well, what's the difference between me paying you on online to do that and me paying you offline to do that? Because you lied about it. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's something that certainly caused a little bit of drama around this for us is that obviously my mistake in, in lying about it rather than just telling you that it was me straight up, which I, I think probably would have upset you just as much given that you would have thought that we, we were wasting money on this or I was wasting money on this. But, you know, it, it is what it is now and, and we've worked through the other end of it. So this was all done as a singular, right? So it was, it was you rather than us. Mm-hmm. Have you made any friends along the way? No, not really. <laughs> so uh, on Chatterbait, so I set up a Chatterbait and I set up an OnlyFans and on Chatterbait you get followers, right? And I think I've got about 125 followers. And to put that into perspective, some of the broadcasters that are on Chatterbait have like 20,000, 30,000 followers, some 5,000, you know, it kind of it's varying levels. And so, no, I haven't really made consistent people that have come back into the room. But you've been on for a total of 10 hours. I've been on for I 10 mean, hours, yeah. When you start a job yeah. the first day, yeah. it's not normally the day you learn everything. <laughs> That's very true. And this is one of the things that I find particularly interesting is it, it takes time. It takes time to build up a community no and it takes time to earn Get some money. Out. So. That's one of the things that I, I knew going into this, but certainly sitting in front of a camera, being bored out of your brains for 10 hours, not great. I don't – okay, so let's just establish some um, understanding here. Bored out of your brain. How many orgasms did you have in those 10 hours? Um, let's say five. Bullshit. Five or I six. I call bullshit. Five or six. You had an orgasm just about every time you went on camera, and in some cases you, t- you had, had two. Yeah, it's amazing what will happen when you're sitting there. Like, <laughs> So it's not five or six, definitely not. Okay, well, what do you want to call it then, we mister? Could, you could call it ten at least. Okay, let's call it ten then. So an orgasm an hour. Sounds like a pretty good payment plan. <laughs> hey, it might be. I don't know. So, yeah, so, so the reality, I mean, that's on Chatterbait. And then on OnlyFans, which is a membership-based type platform where people can, you know, subscribe for a monthly amount of money and then you can put up there whatever you want. You know, I mean, there's this, I've got, you know, I think about 17 people on that particular platform. Now, the thing about this is, and if you go on YouTube right now and you type in, like, you know, how to make money on OnlyFans, there's so many YouTubers out there and there's a really popular one that I'm now following on Instagram who said, you know, I made 3000 or $4,000 in my th- first month on, on OnlyFans. And she said, no, I didn't even go naked or do anything, you know, explicit. And she was like, I just showed my feet every now and then I did this and I did that. Now, whilst that is an element of reality, that particular individual had a very big following existing already on social media and was marketing the hell out of it on social media. And I just want to make sure that if you're out there and you are thinking about starting to Chatterbait or to OnlyFans or to whatever that you're doing, unless you already have a decent following and then you publicize it and you get followers that way, it is going to take time, guys, because I actually, I didn't tell anyone I was doing this. Nobody out there, I didn't associate it with Swinging Down Under because I didn't want people who are already in our community to then come across on these sites and that would give me, um, let's say, home court advantage for a bit of fun because that relates to the recent YouTube we did. But it would give me that advantage. And I wanted to start off as if anybody else out there in the world would start off, which is at ground zero. And so I just, yeah, just thought I'd mention that if you guys are out there and you think about starting it, it's not going to happen overnight, guys. Again, not really a surprise to to anyone, I think. Well, certainly wasn't to me in terms of the amount of time that you spent on there versus the, the money you made from it. It's like anything else, like any other job, like any other business, it takes time to start it, to start it and getting get it moving. And frankly speaking, the fact that you were actually making money, not necessarily turning a profit, but making money is a mm. was a surprise to me in the first month. 
Well, I mean, that's that's probably something as well. Like when you look at this as an individual who's doing it, you can be quite disheartened quite quickly because you look at that and maybe you have expectations or, you know, maybe you have desires or wants or, you know, what, whatever you place on your value of your time because that's the big thing here. What did I make? This is – I'm actually going to share this. So on OnlyFans in – one and a half months or so of using OnlyFans. And keep in mind, guys, I'm currently in the top 30% of the global users for OnlyFans. So this amount of money I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind considering I'm that high. And there's there's millions of users on OnlyFans. Um, I earned 350 US dollars in one and a half months through OnlyFans and through Chatterbait, a whopping $98 US for my 10 hours of work, which, you know, is $9.80 an hour. And, uh, yeah. That's all she wrote, folks. So, again, you're not going to become a millionaire in the first month if you don't already have an existing base. Yeah, there's a, that's not really a surprise either, I don't think. It, it, is, it is a business after all. You know, that's what, that's what you're running it as and it takes some time to build the foundations of a good, good solid business. Now some questions from my side. What, what wouldn't you do on these sites or um, what, how would you transition this potentially to a live meet for one of your fans? That's a good question. And we actually, so how this all came about is, I mean, I've been thinking about doing this for, for a number of years, but there, there was a very drunken conversation one time I remember in Bangkok. And, you know, these, ha- they, these ha- tend to happen in Bangkok. You get very, very wasted. You're up at like 12 midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and you're at the bars. And we started to talk about, well, hold on a second. In the swinging lifestyle, we go off and we have sex with people and we do that because it's pleasurable and it's fun and it's everything else. So what would be the the stopgap or what would be the issue now, trans, moving that over into perhaps, you know, some face-to-face sexual play. And, you know, Daryl was asking me all these questions and I sat there just dumbfounded. I was like, well, you know, the morality of it and blah, 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 and what if the other person's married and I don't want to be involved in that. And then in the end it just got broken down into, I don't know, like what, what is stopping people? It is our own internal you know, problems with it, I guess. And, and I think there is an element as well of just of feeling like oh, this is a very intimate act and it's, it's, you're using yourself and really what value do you place on that, yeah? Yeah, so, okay, so coming back to the original question, what wouldn't you do? What wouldn't, do you mean face-to-face with somebody? No, what wouldn't you do online? Online, okay. For, for question one. Question two, what wouldn't you do face-to-face? What wouldn't I do online? I mean, th- there is elements of role play online, like people can request certain things from you and anything to do with like rate play, definitely not. Anything to do with like age play, you know, pretending to be underage, like anything to me that would feel one illegal and then two really outside of my comfort zone and those sorts of really aggressive things definitely fall into that now i know that those are actually really high in terms of people's fantasies out there and there's a lot of people that would be asking for that and there would be some some people out there who would be happy to role play those circumstances it's just not for me and what would i do face to face i don't i don't know like I, i don't know i've never really thought about it and really been amongst it i think that because you've already had people say that they're 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 hoping that you would travel through their region or, you know, if you're back in Australia, for example, you're hoping that they'll, they're hoping that you'll catch up with them. So what does, that, what does that mean? What does catch up with them mean? In my mind, catch up means have a drink. Like in my mind, in their reality, it probably means, hey, like you're already, you know, on this idea of like virtual play, like let's just move to the bedroom for reals, for real time. But in my head, yeah, I'm like, oh, they just, you know, like want to have a drink and like say hello, which which we would actually do with any of the Swinging Down Under listeners or people who contacted us or, you know, people on dating sites we would go and have a drink with. So, you know, would I have a drink with them? Yeah, sure, I guess so. Like I don't think that there would be anything stopping me necessarily. Yeah, so why does that feel – why does that sound like it feels more – I don't know. I don't know. 
because, because we meet the people we meet. It's almost for, an element of creepy, SDU isn't it? Or anything else. We meet them online anyway, generally. We don't necessarily know them. We don't yeah. know their families. We don't know their background. So what you're so saying why, is what's the, the difference? difference? I don't know. I don't know, babe, honestly. We look for single men regularly when we travel. We try and find single men here in Singapore as well. Yeah, I suppose there's just it just it feels like hold on a second. You've seen a very intimate part of me already, and now we're, we're seeing face to face. Whereas the opposite of that, seeing people off a dating site, you're fully clothed the first time you see them. They've you know, they've never seen anything, so I don't know. Maybe it's that. I don't know. We do you know we tend to do sexting as well before we catch up with people, so they tend to see some photos of you or photos. Listen, of stop us. asking me hard questions because it's really tough to answer. Yeah, this is why I wanted to get away from your questions that you've got over here, which are very. You know, they're very, very scratching the surface and very, very, um, um, well, actually not even scratching the surface. You want to dig very, deep? Well, I mean, I want to understand. Well, we actually- I, I want to understand what the difference is when it comes to the term sex work. That's, mm. that's the underlying here. And I think there's a stigma that I'm trying to break through. Okay. And understand why there is a stigma. What, why, why is this an issue? It actually relates really good to a question we had from, from Honeyspoon here on the, on the live chat as well. They asked, what is an example? I'm just going to throw it out there and say it. We've got a clothing optional pool, hotel takeover coming up in Miami. We've only got 20 rooms left. And if this sounds like your tribe, your people, you wanting to have some fun for three nights, four days in the sun, come and join us May 31st to the 3rd of June. We've got We Got a Thing, a casual swinger, expansive connection. We've got the hump day quickies and we have that hot couple in GA. So three nights, four days of fun in the sun for our Swingers Hotel Takeover in Miami. This is the last time we're hitting this location. So come and join us. We would absolutely love to see you. I just announced the themes inside of our community and they are going to be banging. We've also got the casual toys, luxury playroom in the penthouse that's coming back for 2024. It is definitely a sight to be seen. So if you're all about having a party, but making connections with genuine community, come and join us in Miami, head to libertineevents.com and find your way to the Miami event. So 20 rooms left. We'd love to see you guys come and party, hang out with us this May, June in Miami Beach. Example of something someone's asked you to do, right? Okay. So, that, I mean, that's a good question. It kind of really relates into what you're talking about. Let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's break down the stigma and everything. Okay, so for my $450 that I made in a month and a half on being uh, online, what were some of the things I was asked to do? Um, put a butt plug in. Definitely, but were you tail. asked to do that, or did you volunteer that? No, I was asked to do it that time. But that one time, but, but you did volunteer it once as well. Yeah, because but I was. This is, so this is the interesting thing. Right? I get bored, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll just put a butt plug in." Whereas most people would be charging for that. Like, you got to give me some coins, and then I'll put the butt plug in. But so I feel like there might be a flaw in your business plan. I think there's a definite flaw in my business plan. Look, I'm not. You know, look. <laughs> I went into this to experiment with, my, with myself and my sexuality and I came out the other end going, huh, yeah, it is quite hard. So other things that people ask me to do, there's a lot of uh, foot fetish out there that exists in the world and so oftentimes, and by the way, I'm not a contortionist, right, people, but in front of a webcam, you get asked to like, show me your asshole, show me your pussy and also can you get the feet in the photo as well and like video, video and then also can you use a giant dildo on you at the same time? Like, you know, it's just... Like and also juggle apples. Like it's just there's a lot going on, and but it's a lot of foot fetish stuff. Yeah, a lot of like butt stuff, just generally. Like you know, be down in the no doggy way. doggy people position. Are, people yeah. are interested in anal. Yeah, yeah, that's a shock to me. Yeah, I think it's a point of view thing too. Like you know, 
if I was going to be doing your doggy, like do that. A lot of dirty talk, a lot of people asking me to dirty talk a lot of the time. And and more recently, a lot of like larger implements as well. Like where's the biggest dildo that you have? Where is that? I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see a video of that or, you know, like show me that or put it in or do whatever. Like there's been a, a, a recent recent interest in larger items, I would say. And you've been skirting around that because you've not gone anywhere near the two largest dildos we have in a house. I'm not going anywhere near that motherfucker. No way. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's that is, like, that's a joke toy, I swear to God. No, no, I'm fairly sure there's people using it on Chatterbait well, right now. Man, there probably is. I will right I will actually take a photo of the two dildos that Daryl's talking about because they are so big. They're actually, they're bigger than my arm right now. They're bigger than my arm. But so what, I mean, what else? What else have you done on there? Feet, I mean, feet you covered, yes. General day-to-day stuff is... Um, day-to-day. <laughs> okay, the day-to-day of uh, online sex work. Let's go. Oh, Jesus. You know, so here's here's something. I knew that I was going to be super impatient and I knew that I was going to get very tired very quickly of needing to do my hair and makeup. And I knew you were going to have an orgasm and finish within an hour each time. Yeah, it's just okay. Anyway, uh, day-to-day stuff. So you get ready, that takes like an hour, and then you finally go online and generally everybody has these interactive toys. So you've got this toy that you've got to insert into your pussy straight away. That You've got to do that. And, and then you've you got to... You have to. You don't have to, but again, I go back to the fact that if everybody else out there is, yeah, if but, that's, uh, but if, there's, but not everybody else is. I think you've not I've, everybody else is, but again, there's a difference between having a point of difference and a saleable thing than just going on there when the expectation of the patrons is that if they tip you, that thing vibrates inside your pussy. Because if that's what they've seen, as opposed to just you standing there going, "Thank you." You know what I mean? Like if the expectation has been set by the market now, which is that you have this vibrating dildo inside of you, then that's what the patrons want when they give you the the cash. You know, that's what they expect. Yeah, but I mean you can go all the way to fucking machines that are linked up to that as well. So where do you stop? I haven't seen a fucking machine linked. um, You're wrong. There is one. There is one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jeez, that must be expensive. It is. It's about Mm $1,000. So So we actually have a cheap fucking machine that you bought from AliExpress and I've seen other... I've seen other... Um, yes, our $400 fucking machine is <laughs> definitely the cheaper version of the $1,000 <laughs> fucking machine. But I've seen other people use them on Chatterbait, but they do that in privates and stuff like that as opposed to just like live on air. Sorry. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, OnlyFans for a second. And the reason I want to mention this purely is because I've seen a lot of people asking more recently, hey, should we start an OnlyFans? Or a lot of couples on Twitter like, should we start an OnlyFans? You know, like hashtag asking for a friend. Or I've seen the flip side of that, which is people getting super shitty about couples being on Twitter and promoting their OnlyFans. So there's kind of two sides of the table. What I will say to you is that OnlyFans, uh, since COVID hit and since people have been out of work, has increased exponentially in um, users. And in fact, in one day, this is back in May, in one day in May, OnlyFans gained 170,000 new users on the platform. Quick question for everyone out there. Can you tell that we've gotten back to Kate's questions? I just want to mention it because, again, I just want to point out the fact that it, it, it takes time, it takes work, it takes effort, and you're not going to get out there and, uh, and do this straight away and, and make a, a hell of a lot of money. It's, it, is, it is a job, So, guys. hang on, you made $350 in your first six weeks. Yeah, correct. That's a fair bit of money. $350 in six weeks is, is a fair bit of money in your first week. You reckon? In your first month. If you, if you figure that backwards through uh, tips potentially at a, at a restaurant for a, for a waitress or waiter, 
Yeah, $350 I mean, in tips in a month. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, you, you seem to be making a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, don't get me wrong, that's, your first, that's only your first month as well. So leading on from that, should you have the potential to grow... Well, here's the thing. Again, I haven't told anybody about this that there is a swinging down under listener, right? Because yeah. I, I really wanted to keep them super separate. And that's what I meant when we first started this podcast. And I'm like, man, I'm a bit nervous, hey? Because I am so concerned. And again, we go back to the stigma. I'm so concerned that there's going to be people out there listening that are going to be like, oh, of course Kate's now doing sex work. What if your parents are listening? Oh, hey, mom. Hey, dad. Try to eat healthy, guys. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think there's definitely a stigma associated with it. And I think there's a lot of people out there who would go, yeah, I've got, of course, that's the next pathway. And it, it makes me feel a little bit like it, it could devalue me as a community member a little bit, you know, which is just crazy. I don't I don't know. But that's how I feel. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Well, I certainly hope it is. And I'm certainly not worried. Certainly, if there's people who have that stand on on this in this lifestyle, you know, there's very few people in this lifestyle who wouldn't sit and watch porn, and probably wouldn't sit and, you know, wouldn't have an issue sitting, sitting and watching live porn as well when it comes to individuals. So it would be a very interesting conversation to have with somebody if they turned around and said, Oh, no, no, we're not interested in you anymore, because you've you've been involved in in something online mm. that would be a very interesting conversation. I'd love to understand the rationale behind that. Jesus, I would. And the I would, stigma that if there's a stigma associated with that in the lifestyle, then I mean, I think there's some some people who need to have a good hard look at their their stigma levels, given we're kind of out on the outer fringe. edge of what community, what the general community thinks of general sex and. Um, monogamy and relationships anyway so yeah it would be interesting because I, I do think that if we you know met a couple and then we did share that information and then they were like you know what we're not interested in you anymore I think it's I, stones in glass houses my friends well no but I'm saying the reaction to that would be I would just duck and run I, I would not I would just be so ashamed that I would just duck and run and I think you would be a little bit more logical and like okay like explain to me your reasons no, and like, no, I just it's simple for me if it's a it's it's quite hypocritical of somebody to to be wanting to watch porn but not not interested or or, or find the people who are involved in it somehow interesting somehow ugly I suppose mm. is the best way to put it so you know it'd be to me it's like well what if we fuck in front of you? Would that be interesting? Most people in this lifestyle would likely say yes. Where's the difference? Yeah, you're right. And I think that one of the things there as well is that if you go to a lifestyle club, it is live porn. You know, you're seeing what you would see on Chatterbait or porn films really just live in a club. You've paid like, I mean, in Australia, we pay $200 to get into the club. So that's $200 entry fee to see the live porn. You know, there is kind of that feels different. Somehow it feels different. The currency of sex work versus the lifestyle just feels very different. And actually, Honey Spoon just commented as well, saying that there are a lot of stigmas associated with the lifestyle outside of the lifestyle and a hundred percent I absolutely agree with you but there's also a hell of a lot of stigmas even within it you know you even take the debate of soft swap versus full swap and that whole you know big debate that's that big debacle out there and you know who's a swinger who's not a swinger and you know there is a lot of stigma involved in it but I don't know why there's an element of me feeling ashamed about this that's the interesting thing that I really really want to dig down into so given that you're now not ashamed of it where can people find you I know no what? dude why not? I'm still I'm st- I'm still sitting here ashamed of it. What are you talking about? Yeah, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to add it to the end of this podcast. I will straight up murder your ass. Like I, I don't even Once know. Once it's out there in the world, babe, it's never coming back. I will shut the I will shut the podcast down. <laughs> Why? You'll just see the problem. There is what you're doing is adding to that stigma. Why are you so embarrassed about this when you understand that it is purely a stigma? 
I don't know. Apply, apply some logic to this. I understand that, that you've been indoctrinated over the years by people, you know, by your parents, by society. But don't you think, don't you feel, wouldn't you feel empowered if you managed to say, you know what, fuck them. I'm okay with the fact that I've done something that I feel is sexy. Well, I mean, actually, that's a good, that's a question there. Did you feel sexy while you were doing this? Thank you for getting onto that because actually I, the way that I looked at this when I first started it is, okay, I want to explore my sexuality a little bit and I want to almost virtual, because of COVID, hot wife out there. So be a bit of an exhibitionist because I'm not really known for doing those sort of things and I thought this could actually help me come out of my shell a little bit, flirt. I thought this could really help me flirt. How did it help you flirt? I actually did pretty good recently. I was very proud of myself. I came out of the room that I was uh, chatterbaiting in and I was like, babe, babe, holy shit, babe. Stop, stop, babe. I was just flirting with somebody online and I was pretty goddamn proud of myself. Yeah. I got to tell you, I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's all. Uh, so so hot wifing and, and kind of exploring myself sexually, yeah, I mean, it definitely opened up a level of I feel good, this is great, you know, and, and exciting things like that. Hey, we've got a caller. Let's, uh, let's uh, add Honey Spoon to the chat. Okay. Yeah, see if we can get this working. Here we go. Honey Spoon, can you hear us? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? We can. Absolutely. Thank you for being our first ever, first ever live podcast caller. Well, thanks for having us. We're, we're a little nervous. We're a little nervous. We'll be honest with you. We've never used Podbean before, but. You're nervous. I'm sitting here <laughs> talking about the fact that I've been hiding being a sex worker for a month from, from the world. Uh, things in your vagina. <laughs> well, we were just sitting here wondering where we can find you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So don't worry, it's gonna, it's coming. No, Unfortunately babe. for Kate, I also have um, access to all of our online uh, systems. So, well, that is the thing too. Like we've been super transparent with each other. So Daryl has all of my logins because I'm like, okay, if he wants to go in there and see what I've been doing or who I've been talking to, or that's like, I want him to do that. And, and I think it also kind of adds it's funny to- you say that you want me to do that, and then every time I access it, you get a little bent out of shape. <laughs> Only because you get you get rid of my notifications, and then I don't know where I'm at. That's the admin You're OCD. Like, oh, Man, what did you go on my did you go on my OnlyFans account again? I'm like, yeah, babe. I'm She's like, did like, you well, answer any of the did messages? Did you answer any of the messages, or did you? You know, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. Honey Spoon, have you? Do you guys actively watch porn? Do you get on Chatterbait? Are you part of like OnlyFans? Like, what's your experience with kind of sex work or porn or anything like that at this point? Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, we watch. We've watched a lot of porn. I mean, we've watched, watched less porn now that we've been in the lifestyle. I think used to love it. Used to have like. With Wednesday porn nights, you know, where we'd be upstairs and pick our favorite porn and watch it. But no, this uh, this introduction to this new uh, new site that you just mentioned is is brand new to us. I mean, we've used Reddit and things like that, which was kind of how we got into the lifestyle with posting kind of pictures of here and stuff like that and getting comments and, and that type of thing. But uh, no, the live stuff that you brought up today is uh, is kind of new for us. But uh, it sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. It can be exciting. I think. And look, I mean, I've sat here and said, like, it's boring and, you know, I get bored. But that's only because I don't have anyone following me right now. So, guys, if you actually go on to Chatterbait and you sit there and you can you can look at couples, couples um, rooms or single men or single females or whatever, and you go into these rooms and then you see who's, like, the top performers. And sometimes these people have, like, 8,000 people watching them. And then you go into that room to watch. The biggest I've ever seen is 22,000. 22,000. Like, it just blows my mind that 22,000. Anyway, and you go into this room. Of, of those, though, you can see who's who's paying customer and who isn't. Yeah. And, and of the 22,000, I think there were, I think maybe 80 or 90 people were, that were, were paying actually 
engaging. No, no, were people who even had money. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think there's, there's there's an awful lot of people watching for free, which is not really a surprise. Yeah. And um, I would imagine there's also a lot of people who are taking that, you know, stealing the video and... Oh, 100%. I've seen a lot of articles online about people stealing video. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so going back to that, the, some of those big people that have a lot of people in their room have a lot of interaction. There's people talking to them, flirting with them, commenting, asking them to do things, tipping them. It's a, it's a high energy, high activity. And then there's like me with my, you know, 10 people in my room, one of which has actually got any money in their account. So, uh, you know. Well, one of which is talking to you. Or talking to me, yeah. yeah. So it's it's actually really exciting to me when somebody actually starts talking to me because then, you know, I can engage back. And it is about building a community at the end of the day. I so don't know. you can actually talk to people as well, even if you're not a paying member. You can have conversations with people, even if you're if, – you can chat, I should say. You if can the, chat. If the chat about um, – I'm going to say cam model if she allows it. So there is a functionality where you can, or, or he or they or whatever, yes. you can turn it off. So okay. yeah, so Honeyspoon, that's kind of a look at, at Chatterbait, I guess, and how, how it interacts. Have a look, have a look. At it. It's actually, uh, it is an interesting platform and I can understand why it's going as well as it is as a global platform. There's actually a few copycats as well now that have popped up in different countries. Oh, there's, my, there's my free cams and all sorts of different yeah. things out there now. But there's another one in – there's other ones that are country-specific as well so yeah. um, that are you know supposed to cater more for what the, what the local – flavor is i suppose mm. there's I certainly one in australia now as well that i've seen um, in fact i think we were invited to get involved in that at some point anyway moving on yeah 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 honey spoon any uh yeah questions for us great i do i have a question so I, i'm interested to find out your perspective on how this has changed um for you in terms of the pandemic so for us we haven't really exposed ourselves that much to you know being canadian so we're canadian so exposing ourselves to let's say more Americans on Cassidy or strangers or people across the country that we wouldn't normally connect with because they're not within our community. And of course, with the pandemic, not being able to, to, you know, connect with people, we found ourselves exposing ourselves to other people, doing more Zoom calls. Um, I'm not really sure that there is much of a difference in terms of connecting with people online and, and having this engagement like you're, like you're talking about, uh, with the exception of it being, let's say, paid, but has it changed your perspective in terms of of doing this because of COVID? So has the pandemic sort of pushed you in this direction? I think only because I had, you know, we've been at home. You know, we we, we were shut down basically from from tenth of January. We spent six months inside our house, mm-hmm. and so with that comes, you know, your inability to go to bars, restaurants, really do anything. And and during that time, we we launched our YouTube channel. We started doing different things because, quite frankly, we were like we're learning German, for example. Okay, we're, we're actually learning German right now. Why is that? As our friends say, why are you why learning German? German? Yeah, we're like uh, you know, just cause, just cause, yeah, because we're bored out of our brains inside of our house. Um, and so I think that. With the whole COVID thing, it wasn't necessarily because we didn't have that that interaction. Because you know, we, when we when we're living in Singapore anyway, we right. have to travel to see people generally. So it does take us you know time to get interaction, and therefore we're very actually used to skyping, zooming with our friends. You know, not a week goes by that we're not skyping or zooming anyway, regardless of COVID, with people all around the world. And so I think it wasn't listening to you overselling your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so popular. I zoom and Skype all, all the time around the world. Oh my god, all over the world. In, in fact, there's there's somebody calling in now, so I got to go. No, I'm, I'm um, basically an international supermodel. Good 
Exactly. <laughs> Danke. Uh, so I don't think there was necessarily. It's you know, about all. It's all about all that's been learned at this point. Not vorher, vorher comes du. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. Well done, um, Bob. So I think there's there wasn't a big change with the whole COVID situation, but I think it was a, a, a thing of more time on my hands. I've been wanting to try it for a little while to push my own personal boundaries, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it now. What better time? And so that's basically why I sat sat down and did it. I mean, do I think there's a difference between? you know, going online and meeting people virtually and sharing photos and that sort of stuff. I mean, when you say it like that, it's, well, no, there's not a difference. The difference mm-hmm. is currency, you know. Yeah. Um, so, shit, I don't know, guys. Like, why is there such a stigma and why am I even personally, as somebody who's been doing this now for, um, you know, just over a month, actually having problems with it? I, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. Yeah, it's, it, it, is a, it is an interesting thing from my side to watch this float through Kate's head as well, seeing seeing the difference in her around when she's so for starters when she's online she actually does you know play a a, a part there's a there's a part you're playing there as well it's not necessarily who you are it's like kate 1000 kate turbo 1000 yeah there's kate with a little because you 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 know we've established throughout the podcast flirting is not your jam Mm. generally no it's Um, not even my peanut butter i don't know what (laughs) it's it's not even close to that it's definitely not my honey yeah (laughs) So with that in mind, it's it's interesting to see Kate talk dirty online, um, flirt online and those sorts of things and, and see, a, a, I suppose, what I perceive as something that's below the surface actually bubble up to the surface because th- th- that is there and it has, I think there is an element of that actually coming to the surface now in our relationship outside of what she's done online and it's kind of driving some changes in terms of what you're looking for now as well when we have sex, mm. which yeah. is interesting. I think, though, there was an element. It's challenged some boundaries for you, I think. It has. So and, and moved them. I was about to say that. So I walked out the other day of the, the room and I, I came out and I was like, dude, I, I was like, I was just talking so dirty in there and I just don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, and it, it was funny because Daryl was, and I, I actually, so you can record yourself as well. And so I did record a little bit and I sent it to Daryl on, on WhatsApp. So we're sitting in the same office right now. Um, this is where we work and play and podcast and everything else. And we don't I, play in here. I sent this to Daryl and I I said, here's this. I want you to go and watch it. This is what I just filmed and I'm sharing with my OnlyFans. And it was like a it's, a, it's a come instruction video. So it's me playing with myself and then telling the other people about me wanting them to come. So it's a come instruction video is what they call it. And I said, I don't want you to watch this around me though. Like I want you to almost like go into a different room, like hide your shame, go into a different room and have a watch of this because I can't even watch you watching it. I'm that nervous. Like I'm so, it's so funny. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he had to go into the next room and, and, and watch this video. It was hilarious. Which is a video of, of Kate getting herself off with a vibrator, which happens, you know, regularly in our bedroom anyway. So it's it's such a weird yeah. mindset shift. Okay. So I have a, I have a question for Daryl then. So what was your reaction to that? Did, did you see a different side of her? Was that a turn on for you? Well, we're, given we're a hot wife and couple, couple, this is a turn on. Most of this is a turn on for me anyway. And that's part of the reason that Kate's given me access to the different locations to see that interaction and to see you know for me to get a little bit of a fix from that as well which you know makes it interesting when she turns around and says have you been on my OnlyFans account again and I'm like (laughs) well yes I have because I find it I find it sexually gratifying cut a man some fucking slack (laughs) so so, um yeah there's there's an aspect of that uh, that I find very interesting um the so certainly the 
having seen Kate open up a little bit and be a bit more sexual, because again, Kate's version of flirting is very, very different to a lot of people's versions of flirting. It's it's like flirting light, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, where where I'll be like, we. We'll, we'll we'll catch up with a couple for for dinner. Hey, we've, we've been over the floating yeah, I thing. Know, but I'm, I, and, and it's just it's interesting to see that you know for me, uh, flirting flirting toward the top end starts to involve some touching, and I don't mean anything anything in terms of petting or anything like that. Just like touching. Yeah. And for Kate, it doesn't at all. So I'm sitting here. She's like, depends. I'm totally. I, I flirted up a storm. To see her online now and some of the things she's doing and some of the things she's saying, it's very sexy to see a, a different side of her. And as I mentioned, it, it has some of it has come back to our bedroom as well, which which is also sexy. I mean, there's some there's also some negative potential to that as well. And, and certainly, some of the things that I've been evaluating is well, why is it that that you wouldn't have done this with me previously, and now you are. Is there other is there other things driving that? You know, that's a I think a natural reaction as well, and and it's something that I'll continue to grapple with. But generally, overarching, yes, it's very sexy, and it it in general makes me horny. Yeah. And the idea of Kate being online while I'm sitting in an office, you know, ten meters from her, and and working on my everyday work, and she's in the other room cramming things in her vagina is kind <laughs> of exciting to me. Yes. He did. He did actually watch one day too. So he he logged in and, and was watching me. And then I I came out of the room. I think I was having a, a break or I got pissed off or what. I don't know what I was doing. And uh, and he was like, "What what are you doing, babe? Like, how's about it?" And just bent me over the the sink in the bathroom. And we just had sex right there. So yeah, I think there's definitely been elements where that that virtual hot wifing almost has has driven Daryl to. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, um, my wife is my favourite porn star, right? And, and now is the first time I've seen her actually being a porn star. So rather that than... Is, that, is, that is almost like me saying I've got so many friends around the world that I'm Skyping with them yeah. every day, babe. Bring it down a notch, not a but, porn star. Uh, well, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> like, it's the first time I've been able to see you actually relax and, and play out. I think there's some fantasies in there for you as well that you're playing out that you don't feel comfortable in playing out in, in general popular surrounding because of this potential for stigma. Mm, yeah, that's true. So the short answer is yes, it, it totally works for me. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. All right, so we've got a, another person trying to actually dial in. So we're going to shift over to to Halligan. So I really appreciate all of your questions, Honey Spoon. Thanks, guys. I'm going to I'm going to drop you off the call list if I figure out how to do that, and then we're going to try and bring Halligan in. Thanks, guys. Lovely to talk to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Some of the other things that have come out of this that I found interesting is that uh, historically it used to take Kate about an hour to get ready for anything at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, how has that changed? I have it down to a fine art now. I'm getting ready in like 30 minutes, like hair and makeup, boom. I think 25 minutes actually. I did get ready in 25 minutes, but uh, yeah, my, I'm, I'm averaging it at like 30, so that was that was pretty goddamn good. I, I think we have to be careful about bringing that over into your everyday life though because I have to say the makeup you wear online, I don't know whether you realise this, but it is actually a little bit more gaudy than what you would wear in general public. It is because apparently you need to do that because of the camera. I don't know. It's all a bit crazy. So we're going to we're gonna see if we can add Halligan in here. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's definitely, you know, it, it has to be a bit over the top for the camera. So we'll see. Uh, Halligan, we've got you on the line if you can hear us and if you want to see if you can say something to us. 
Uh, good morning, good evening, whatever fits. How are you today? <laughs> Doing great, thank you. Very well, thank you. I uh, tried to get here as soon as I can. Uh, the second job I do ran a little long, so I appreciate you fitting me in. No problem at all. Not a problem at all. Now, do you do you actually watch uh, any any porn, or do you get on Chatterbait or OnlyFans or anything like that, Halligan? I am on Chatterbait, and I do have a couple of I do follow a few gals on OnlyFans. There you go. So you know, so you're actually a person who's engaging with it. What? Here's a question for you then, because you've 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 dialed in now. I'm sure you got one for us, but I'm going to ask you one first. <laughs> when you're looking through that, and obviously you induction see, by fire. I know. Yeah. How's about it? When you see all these thousands of people online, what? In your like, what actually makes you click on their profiles? Because Honeyspoon earlier said they've never even seen it. You actually actively use it and, and pay people. So when you're scrolling through, what, what what sticks out for you? What makes you want to click on someone's profile? The first thing is looks and maybe a little bit of a description. And if I've heard of them before, like OnlyFans, if it's a uh, somebody famous, porn star, or whatever, I'm curious to see what they do, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that's kind of the first thing that hits me. I might click on them and watch them for a while and see what they do. Yep. And if they keep you engaged in that kind of thing. And I'm not much for chat. I'm sorry. The chat in some of these programs, <laughs> is, it's, it's uh, sophomore at best, you know, and I, yep. you know, I, I just usually turn it off and just donate a tip here and there and, yeah, and yeah. just kind of watch, so. It's interesting you say that, that you'll jump in a room and then jump back out because some of the things that I've definitely experienced is you'll see people flipping in and out very quickly. So people will come and they'll look in your room and you'll go to say hello to them. So say it was Honeyspoon dialing, for example. Honeyspoon will say, like, Honeyspoon has joined the room. And then you'll say, like, oh, hi, Honeyspoon. And then instantly they'll be like, no, not for us. And they'll flip back out again. <laughs> so, so sometimes it can be a little bit like you, even as you're going to say welcome or hello to the person that's just entered your room. And obviously the the, the people that are performing with 8,000, 20,000, followers aren't probably doing that um, I'm doing it because I've got like 10 and um, you know then they jump straight back out again and there's a moment of like no they didn't like me sad <laughs> but but it is down to sexual preference personal preference you know you want to see something in particular and if that person's not giving it to you then you jump in the next room and find it right I mean there's no shame in it but it it is a little bit like oh look somebody new oh they're gone already god damn it and I'm usually the one that's hiding in the background that's enjoying the show but trying to think of something intelligent to say, but by the time I think of it, it's, you know, it's way past the point. Moved on. And sometimes yeah. the chat scrolls so fast that it's, I'm there to, I guess, watch and not look at the chat, you know, and that kind of thing. Yep. So, Yeah, you get I, a lot of people like that. Um, I did not know you were on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, we're not telling, I'm not, this is the thing. I haven't told anybody. This is the first time we're even talking about it. And uh, to, to be honest, we, we wanted, I wanted, I've separated it very much from from the podcast purely because I wanted to start on the same foot as everybody else. But also, yeah, there was an element of me like going, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. She's still scared. So um, yeah. I'm under strict instruction. If I release it on this podcast, she'll kill me. So <laughs> I'll release it after the podcast. Don't worry. Anyway. And not before I make sure that the uh, the insurance is up to date, if you know what I mean, Halligan. Oh, hey, that's, that's <laughs> quite the leap. I got to give you credit for 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 doing that. That's quite the uh, bold move, for lack of a better term. So, well, it's a really big change as well, given Kate's history. You know, her her family history was very very sexually dismissive, so mm. there wasn't any sort of. Um, discussions of, of sex or porn or, or, you know, healthy sex life or anything like that as she was growing up. And you carry a lot of baggage from that. 
Yeah. And then sometimes, like I said, the other day when I was being a little, I would say like dirty slutty and I walked out of the room and I was like, wow, I was just, I was just so slutty there. That was crazy. You know, I just, (laughs) I just was doing all these different things. And so I think one of the pros really is, is exploration of yourself and actually really understanding what it is that makes you comfortable, what it is that makes you sexually interested, um, those sorts of things, you know, uh, do you, you know, how do you want to explore yourself a little bit more? So that's definitely a pro of that is the exploration of self and sexuality. The, the virtual hot wifing is, is another great one. And, you know, it, it did lead to us having some fantastic sex recently, you know, on a number of occasions. And, and actually one of the times when I turned around to you and I was like, I want you to talk dirty to me. There's been a lot more ramped up dirty talk in the bedroom lately. And more recently I was actually saying, I want you to dirty talk to me, you know, and, and that, you know, that was really a big turn on for me. The cons, it's not cheap, you know, it is expensive. It's not easy. I'm, I've got here, Kate is impatient because absolutely that is damn well true. Definitely impatient in that regard. And um, you've got to get thick skin too. You know, I had some somebody in my room the other day come on and say, you're very pretty, but don't like your tits. Another person came in and said, um, I had a meaty pussy, which I think was supposed, it was actually a compliment. They it were was trying a to, compliment. They were pro- and actually Daryl was watching at that point in time. So he knew it was I a do. compliment. I, I, I bump, bump in every now and again, just to, just to check out the feed and make sure that things are actually running. Okay. There's a few times I've come in and have realised that there's things going on like your camera is constantly refocusing, which yeah. was annoying as hell and I'm sure it was annoying for everybody. So, so yeah, there's a few times I bump in and just have some have some uh, just to make sure that it's going okay yeah and so yeah. when when i got the meaty pussy comment uh, he did mean it as a compliment but equally equally i i was like oh god that's that's pretty out there like that's that is that rude is that a compliment god i'm gonna you know how do i feel about it do i do i feel bad about it and so i walked away going mm, i'm not so sure i knew he meant it as a compliment but equally i don't think saying that a woman has a meaty pussy is a very good compliment i gotta be honest with you I don't um, look. I I think if it's meant as a compliment, it's meant as a compliment. You, that's true. You you don't have to accept that. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, I guess a little bit of insight into into me doing this. Will I keep doing it? No, no idea. No idea. I don't. I don't know. OnlyFans. I I'll have to keep up because for a little while because of the fact that some people have bought like a three month subscription as opposed to a one month one. The Chatterbait go live stuff, like actually performing live, is definitely more time consuming and definitely gets you less financial gain if that's what if that's what you're in it for. However, it does it is more engaging in terms of being you know, a little bit more sexual and seeing where you can really push those boundaries. You know, what costumes are you going to wear? Uh, what are you going to do today? That sort of thing. So I don't know. We'll we'll see if I will keep going live or not. I think it would be a matter of just when I feel like it. To be honest. Oh really? So you're so you're out now. You've done your six weeks and you're done. No, no, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think we'll we'll kind of see how this evolves and whether it does feel. The other thing too is, you know, one of our concerns was was it going to take away from my sexual appetite? Was it going to take away from it, or was it going to increase it? You know, well, what's the answer to that in your in your response? I think it's. I think it's definitely increased it a little bit in terms of being being feeling more sexy you know there is an element of like getting dressed up and and putting on the sexy clothes it it's kind of almost the same feeling when you're about to go out on a date to be honest in the, in the lifestyle in the swinging lifestyle it is that element of like okay i'm getting pretty i'm getting dressed up like you've got that anticipation of the of the date like what if it goes well what about that you're starting to think about the touching you're starting to think about the sex and so i think there is definitely 
the similar kind of emotions running through you when you're getting ready to go on cam, when you are on cam, because it's that I feel sexy. I, I, I'm interested in this and I want to be in my skin and I, I want to experience all these, these fun, exciting, slightly taboo things that you also get from the lifestyle. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it's increased your sexual appetite, maybe just the breadth of, of your sexual wants would be a better way to put it. Okay. Uh, because it's not that we're having sex anymore than, than we were prior to. Know, and and uh, I wouldn't say that there's a there's a big change in volume, just a change in how you, how it's how it's happening, perhaps. Okay, which is actually good anyway because it's a nice shake up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, something different. Something different. So it was never a never a bad thing. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I mean, that's part of the reason we're in the lifestyle, right? It's just, it's just to shake things up and to, to explore to have, a little bit more, and, and to have something different to be able to have something different when that's when that's what we're looking for. And that has been, I think, that's been definitely a pro of this as well is the fact that. You know, I have walked away learning a little bit more about myself, which is always my intentions. That's always my intentions. I always want to learn something about myself and push some boundaries and understand a little bit more about, especially my sexuality, you know, especially growing up in some of those, um, you know, some of those family uh, situations where, you know, you aren't able to express yourself very much. And so this is a great way to really learn as what what is it that makes me excited and to feel desired and what is going to drive somebody to want to flirt with me or me want to flirt with them, which is something I've really realized recently as well is that, you know, that whole desire aspect is definitely part of what I like about the lifestyle. You know, feeling desired is, is fantastic. It's, it's a really nice emotion. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. That's, I think, uh, again, something that most people find out of a lifestyle is an advantage. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. We're going to wrap up today's podcast. I really want to thank everybody who did join us on the live chat today, uh, our first ever one. Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah, and listening to me kind of share something that I was a little bit nervous to share, and thank you very much, everybody, for being um, so kind and, and not stigmatizing it. I really appreciate it. Okay, so I guess with that, we'll shut it down and say thank you all again, and thanks to everyone who's listening after the podcast is released rather than live. Hope everybody's safe out there. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, so I'm about to go live on Chatterbait for my first time ever. This is the first time I've done any kind of like virtual chatting, any kind of like um, sex work really. And so it's exciting, but it's also extraordinarily nervous. It took a few days to actually figure out system, how to get everything to connect. I've got a number of uh, toys that actually connect and that took a lot of time. So I thought I wanted to document my experience, my plan, my goal is to go live on Chatterbait 16 times in June. And then after that kind of have a goal of making about a thousand dollars. So that's my goal. I'm interested to see how it works out. Extraordinarily nervous. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be like body shamed or like not make any money or not have anybody join my group. I don't know. So we'll figure it out. And I just wanted to really share my experience with you guys so I could kind of document this first time. So I'm going to document my entire month. It took me like an hour to get ready, which I didn't really factor in. So there's that. And I think I'm probably going to get, that's probably the first thing I'm going to actually get sick of doing as we kind of go through this month of June. So I hope you guys enjoy following along. See you guys later. If you're looking for more ways to interact with Swinging Down Under, you can catch us on Twitter at Swing Down Under. You can also catch us on Instagram, Swinging Down Under, 
or head over to our website, swingingdownunder.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So if you would like to send us an email, jump online, do it at cnd at swingingdownunder.com. If you've got podcast topics, questions, you want to talk about your journey, you can also support the podcast through our website by clicking through on any of the affiliate links or alternatively to jumping over to patreon.com forward slash swingingdownunder and sponsoring the podcast. If you can't do any of those things but just want to make a feel-good day, leave us a five-star review. Cheers, everyone, and thank you again for supporting Swinging Down Under podcast.